We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Welcome, Congressman French Hill, to the show. I told you that he would join us right after the news. He is with us by phone. Congressman, how are you? Did you watch any of the debate last night? Well, I saw some of the highlights. Congressman Crawford and I had a group of Arkansans in town. We had to take out to dinner last night, so I didn't get the the full uh, pleasure of watching the food fight (laughs) live. It was a food fight, let me tell you. It was crazy. By the way, uh, Joe Biden, who had said that he was running for the Senate earlier this week in South Carolina, last night said uh, from 2007 to uh, 2020, uh, 150 million Americans have been killed uh, by handguns. And it's just outright carnage on the streets of America. I did a little research. We're averaging about 11,000 deaths by by uh, firearms, so that would be 143,000, not 150 million. Um, Uncle Joe just can't get it right, can he? Well, it's, uh, you know, they, they all <laughs> seem to struggle with the facts, and uh, I just, uh, between how to pay for Bernie's issues and, these uh, seven sanctimonious people from uh, all over the country trying to talk about out uh, outdo each other on every topic. I don't know. It's uh, I think President Trump looked pretty good last night. Oh, yeah. He's the big winner. There's no doubt about it. Of course, when you talk about money with Bernie Sanders, he says, ah, just nickels and dimes. No big deal. All right, so yeah, I look forward to watching his. <laughs> I look forward to watching his campaign appearances in South Florida. Yeah, I get. I, I agree <laughs> with that. Let's talk about the Golden Fleece Award. It's back, and uh, did you did you give it to somebody this week? Boy, the big winner uh, this month is the Department of Defense. Now there is no greater, uh, more Byzantine bureaucracy in Washington than DOD. Yeah, they make an effort, obviously, to contract with small businesses. And particularly with uh, service-connected disabled veteran small businesses. I know that's a mouthful, but that's one of their obligations. And we found that uh, uh, through looking through uh, audit arrangements that they found 27 contracts valued almost a uh, billion dollars just to 16 different companies, and none of them qualified. And they go through a bunch of justification about why they didn't qualify when, unfortunately for DOD, the list of qualified 
service-connected disabled veteran-owned small businesses is, guess where? On the VA's website. What a big surprise. Duh. You know, so this is the, <laughs> this is a combination uh, Golden Fleece, duh, award for DOD. I, I got what you're saying. All right. Monday's Veterans Advisory Council, uh, big meeting. What did you talk about? You know, we do uh, uh, these meetings about four times a year all around the district. We were up in Rosebud. We had veterans from Faulkner, White, and Van Buren counties. Uh, and we talked about uh, some victories, first of all. We talked about that the Mission Act is working. Uh, they talked about how they were able to get uh, good health care uh, in their local near their local town and not have to drive into Little Rock to the VA and that seemed to be working well that's uh, over the f- uh, five years I've been in Congress that's the first time I've heard uh, some success stories on the Mission Act we talked about the victory over eliminating the widow's tax so that mm-hmm. President Trump signed in law at Christmas time which is something that affects 66,000 families in the United States where Widows were not able to get the full benefit of their spouse's uh, veterans' benefits. But we talked about continuing uh, challenges, and we had the VA there to answer claims questions and disability questions. So it was a good, open discussion. I was glad the VA uh, representatives joined me for that lunch. Yeah, explain to the listeners about your uh, Veterans Advisory Council. How often do they meet, and what exactly do you all take up? Well, we welcome uh, veterans. We have over 50,000 veterans in the 2nd Congressional District. We try to get together at least four times a year at a different place around the seven counties, and we take up any issue on their mind. So if we're looking for casework, so we have veterans who come who have a problem with the VA, and we have them fill out a privacy release, and we go to work on uh, (laughs) representing their case. And then we also talk about... uh, legislative challenges that they have and that they'd like to see uh, uh, repaired as well from uh, getting something changed in legislation. So it's always a wide-ranging discussion. In those, you know, years ago, we'd hear about uh, Blue Water Navy, those who served in Vietnam, who served offshore, who had Agent Orange exposure, and uh, that came up in meeting after meeting. And last year, President Trump signed into law the Blue Water Navy Act uh, that makes sure that those who had Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam are now taken care of by the VA. And finally, let's talk about over in the Senate. They voted on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Now, let's be clear here. This has nothing to do with abortion. This has everything to do with live babies that has been have been, uh, uh, you know, born. It's just amazing to me that... Uh, uh, you know, Manchin and some others voted against this. So what do you think is the end game of the Democrats on this? Well, this is a sad state of affairs when it comes to protecting those who need our protection the most. In the House, we've tried 80 times to have this bill discharged and come to the House floor for a vote. Wow. We are still 14 Democrats short. We have 204 members of the House, including three or four Democrats that have joined us asking for this discharge petition to bring it to the floor. Ben Sass, uh, the senator uh, from Nebraska, bought the bill up in the Senate, and he fell, uh, I think, three votes short of the 60 necessary uh, to block a filibuster 
to bring it up. Look, this doesn't do anything except if a baby is born alive due to a botched abortion. That's all we're talking about, that they get the same life-giving care from physicians and healthcare professionals uh, that a baby born prematurely Mm -hmm. would get. This is all we're talking about. And there are protections in there for the mom, uh, and there are protections in there, obviously, for this baby that's born alive. And 77% of Americans support this. And the Democratic Party and the House and Senate are whipping votes against it. I mean, it is um, sad. Well, the Democrats, it's just part of their their uh, their platform. Reproductive freedom is what they call it. I call it murder, but they call it reproductive freedom. And this is a situation where, where a child has been born, been born. And then I guess they get what they call, what is it, uh, in certain hospitals, compassionate care, where they put it on a cart and put a blanket around it and then let it die. Yeah, this was, you know, actually uh... – I don't want to be too strong here, but both the governor of New York and the governor of Virginia both signed legislation to authorize exactly that last year. There was just Mm -hmm. a cry of outrage across the country. And Governor Northam in Virginia, the man who's been so discredited in so many ways, is a medical doctor. Uh, So I think people reacted just like you would expect. This is virtually just unheard of that you would allow a baby born alive to simply be wrapped up in a blanket on a table in a hospital OR and left to expire. It's horrible. Yeah, it's beyond horrible. It really, really is. Well, Congressman, I know that you have a lot of things to get to today, so we're going to cut our conversation short. I thank you for joining us today. You bet, And uh, let's just hope that the Democrats keep doing their thing up on the stages of of, uh, before they go into these – you know, primary elections, because it just, you know, the president's going to come out on the top every time. We'll know a lot next week when we visit. It'll be after Super Tuesday. It will be. And I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick show. He was very busy today. Asked if he could get out by no later than 18 after. And I told him that's no problem. Uh, There was no real big news story other than the last one that we talked about don't you find that just unbelievable i mean seriously unbelievable a baby that is born alive during a uh, uh, an abortion and and you know think about it up to a few moments before it was supposed to die but it didn't it lived but they're saying now we'll extend out from that and because the mother didn't want the child, will wrap it in a blanket, lay it on a table, and let it perish. That is, that's beyond disgusting. And it should give us all pause to consider what is going on in our nation. 18 after 7, let's get a, a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's 39 degrees going up for a high today. Of about 47, there's still a small chance of rain before noon. And uh, tomorrow, sunny skies and a high close to 60. So it's uh, it's looking pretty good out there, to be honest, as far as the weather is concerned. But I know you want to know about the traffic. 
Why are you seeing those taillights? Well, let's find out here on 101.1 FM, the answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show.